Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. As you're studying for the MCATs and worried about why you're doing all of this, check out the Specialty Stories podcast to give you some insight into what life is like as specific specialists. Go check that out on your favorite device, iOS or Android. Subscribe to the Specialty Stories podcast and whatever device you use. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 24. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. I host this podcast as well as the Specialty Stories Podcast I mentioned earlier, the Pre-Med Years, and the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. So if this is your first time joining us, welcome to 2017 and to the MCAT Podcast. Go check out everything we're doing over at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. We're going to jump right in to this podcast episode, another question episode. All right, so Brian, the last couple of weeks, we've done some physics-based questions. Now we're going to dig into some biology. Yeah, absolutely. Biology, uh, we've said this multiple times on this podcast, biology is the most important topic on the MCAT by far. It shows up in the chemical and physical foundations of biology, shows up in the biological and biochemical foundations of life, it shows up in the psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior. I mean, biology is all over this test. So we're going to spend, uh, I think, you know, a, a good two or three podcasts here doing some bio practice problems together. All right. So the first one we want to look at here, which is the the first bio practice passage, uh, is another one where again, if you if you can open up the handout, you know, pause the podcast, take a few minutes and read through the passage. We're actually just going to go right to the questions first. Uh, the the questions for those of you listening at home don't actually need the passage, so if you don't have the handout, you can still keep listening along. Uh, so we'll start with question number two here: Monocytes in conjunction with epithelium derived factors can act to facilitate. Which biological process? Fatty acid oxidation, transfection, lipid synthesis, host immune response. So monocytes are discussed at some length in the passage itself, uh, which is about uh, kind of triggering changes in tissues. But this question just expects you to know what monocytes are. So you're going to have to walk into the test having done your homework, learning your bio, and, and knowing that a monocyte uh, is a white blood cell, you know, the, the largest of the white blood cells. Um, so regardless of how, what else is discussed about white blood cells in the passage, if you know what the name monocyte is, you can just jump right to answer choice D, host immune response, because obviously 
obviously we all know that's what white blood cells do. Um, these other processes you don't actually even need to know to answer the question, but of course, just from your background bioknowledge, you should recognize oh, fatty acid oxidation. Um, you know, certainly they could do that, but that's really the a, a process specific to mitochondria, not not a cell type, but an organelle type. Um, transfection is really a microbiology question uh, related to moving DNA around. Um, and then same thing with lipid synthesis is happening on the organelle level, whereas this question is specifically about an entire class of cells, monocytes. So pretty straightforward factual question, just knowing that monocytes are white blood cells. Um, so, well, let me let me put myself yeah. back in the shoes of, of the pre-med taking the test, reading this and going, it can't be as simple as knowing that a monocyte is a white blood cell. So there has to be something with the fact that it's in conjunction with this epithelium-derived factors. So let me go back and read the passage and figure out what they're talking about. How, how do you overcome that, that, that thought process? Sure. So um, when, we, we talked last week uh, when analyzing a bunch of physics discrete questions. The idea was make sure you actually understand what the question asks first so you don't go totally nuts kind of heading down the wrong path. What this question illustrates is another real important test-taking um, approach, which is, you know, you read the question first, make sure you understood what it asked. Before you start hunting through the passage, check out the answer choices real quick because there's always one that's, like, ludicrously wrong. Uh, you know, there's always one that's just bad on the outside science. So you can almost always eliminate one or two pretty quickly, um, as long as you have decent outside content knowledge. Um, and then if there's only, you know, a last man standing, there's only one left, then you just have to pick it and go, because the clock on the MCAT is just such a brutal master that you don't have time to hem and haw. You know, you can't just sit there and, and rub your hands together nervously and read and read and read and read. You have to, you know, trust your gut, trust the basic science. All right. I'll trust my basic yep. science then. There you go. Question number three. After injury-induced cataract formation has begun, which of the following are least likely to be found in nearby monocytes? So again, question, after injury-induced cataract formation has begun, which of the following are least likely to be found in nearby monocytes? Again, a question about white blood cells floating through the bloodstream, monocytes, and a least question. So something that's not going to be associated with your white blood cells floating through the plasma. Now, the question is specifically asking about a, a, a biological process discussed in the passage after injury-induced cataract formation. So, you know, Ryan, like you said, we could go back and start researching the passage, but first things first, let's just check the answer choices really quickly. So we have TGF-beta transporters, TGF-beta receptors, tight junctions, cytokines. Well, okay. You know, the, the whole thing about TGF beta transporters receptors, you don't necessarily have to know a whole bunch about um, transforming growth factor beta just walking into the test. Maybe it would help to have heard the name before because it's a fairly important category of molecules or factors. But you would have to go back to the passage to do the research to see if A or B is relevant here. But you should certainly know what cytokines are and you should certainly know what tight junctions are just from, again, your outside biology knowledge. Cytokines, of course, are those little molecules that cells use to communicate with each other, you know, to, to communicate with themselves, to communicate with nearby, you know, nearby cells uh, or even neighbors who are somewhat distant. So basically every cell in your body, every cell is going to use cytokines. So that's certainly going to be found in a monocyte. The question was what's least likely to be found 
in monocytes or nearby monocytes. And we should remember what tight junctions are, right? Just as the name implies, these are junctions that hold cells tightly together, you know, specifically making uh, epithelial lining cells that make a barrier that's very, very difficult to uh, penetrate through. The classic example of that would be the famous blood-brain barrier to prevent junk from your, the rest of your body getting into your brain. So tight junctions are ways for cells to form these tight uh, uh, kind of sheets of epithelial tissue to block things out. And monocytes and white blood cells in general, they, they don't do that. I mean, their function is to just, you know, float free and loose in the plasma and go to wherever the infection is and push their way through the, the endothelial lining of the red blood cells, uh, uh, lining the circulatory system, so they can get in and battle that infection. So it, it, it this is one of those answer choices where you kind of go, wait, wait, huh, what? Why would a white blood cell have tight junctions? And as weird as it is, that's why it's the right answer. Because the question was, which of the following are least likely to be found in monocytes? And tight junctions makes no sense for white blood cells. So that's the right answer to this question. Yeah. And, and would a tight junction would never be in a monocyte if, if you wanted to, to say that monocytes, which they don't, next to another monocyte had a tight junction, but it wouldn't be in. Like the, the, right. whole, the whole point is it's between two cells. Right, exactly, between the two cells. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. That, that, yeah, would, that would have been an easy one for me. So <laughs> yep. I, I, I think, Brian, in a future episode, we need to talk about how to overcome the chaos that happens in a student's brain when a question has these words not and least in them. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I think that's that's a, it's it's important. I, I, there there's so much anxiety in the test as a whole that that when you come to a question that that throws up this not or least or most, it, it just it throws it through me. I, I think it would throw a lot of people into this extra level of of anxiousness, and it it makes us take three times longer on these questions. Yeah, it's funny you say three times longer because actually one of the techniques I use with my tutoring students is I tell them to read the question three times. I say, read it once just to figure out what you're even solving for and write it down, right? I'm looking for not found in WBC, white blood cell, right? Like, like actually write down in a simple form what you're looking for, right? Then I say, read the question a second time to see what was given to you. Was there any new information given you have to incorporate? Uh, And then finally, solve the question, but then before you move on, read it a third and final time. Like, read the question and your answer choice to make sure it all fits. Uh, Not on every question, of course, because that's going to take forever, but anytime it gets confusing, has least, not, accept, uh, it seems a little funky, you know, read it twice, then solve it, then read it a third time with your answer choice. Um, and, and you're right, it does take three times longer, but that's that's what you need to do to, to get it right. I like it. All right, Brian, thanks. Sure thing. All right, I hope that was helpful for you. Go check out the mcatpodcast.com slash 24 to download the question specifically for this episode. I hope you got a ton of great information out of the podcast. I would love for you to go into iTunes, leave us a rating and review. It's super easy. Again, go into iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think. Don't forget to go check out everything that Next Step is doing to help you prepare for the MCAT. Go to nextstepmcat.com and check out the course that they put together. 
It has much more than you'll get from Kaplan or Princeton Review for a lot less. You'll get a customized study schedule working from your MCAT date. Perfect for you. Customized just for you. You'll get live office hours with the experts who built the course. You got Brian, Dr. Anthony, and several other senior MCAT test prep folks over at Next Step Test Prep. Use the code MCATPOD, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on your MCAT test prep from Next Step Test Prep. Again, check them out, nextstepmcat.com. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next week here at the MCAT Podcast and MedEd Media.